Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Excellent. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um, it's great to be together, isn't it, on, uh, uh, during this amazing time of Advent. Um, just to be able to gather together. I love Christmas. Um, my family loves Christmas. Uh, Christmas um, isn't always easy, is it? And as life changes and things happen to us, Christmas changes and we have to change with it. Um, my family has several Christmas traditions, uh, one of which actually centres around a Christmas carol. Uh, and it's the Carol Good King Wenceslas. Um, And I have no idea why we do this, but we've always done it. Uh, And every year, we parade the Christmas pudding, singing Good King Wenceslas. Ridiculous. And uh, it doesn't matter where we are, um, whose house we're at, we parade that pudding. We set it alight and we parade that pudding. And when we're in Romsey, we live in a close. Uh, when we're in Romsey, we parade around our close. And uh, two years ago, we had the Topleys with us and Paul's mum, and we paraded around the close. And it was fantastic. And our neighbours were waving out the window, thinking they are bonkers. Uh, none of us know the words. Having, I mean, I'm 49 now. I've been singing this song since before I was born. I still don't know the words. Um, None of us know the words. So um, the musicians in our family decided to write the words and then we pin them on our backs and we parade. And it was brilliant because two years ago we were doing this and our neighbours had left their front door open. (laughs) Result. And we thought they'd left it open for us. Oh, how wrong we were. It was amazing. So in parade, 12 of us singing Good King Wenceslas really badly, and they're all sat around their table with their... It was a very quiet Christmas day for them with their, um, with their in-laws and their, and their other parents, and they just kind of look up and just say, what on earth is going on? And um, anyway, so we took one look and paraded right back out again. And uh, off we went back home. We had a great time. So I don't know if any of you have Christmas traditions like that, but we'll be in Romsey next year. So if you want to come and join, please feel free to. Um, I love Christmas. And this Christmas carol, um, O Come Emmanuel, is, uh, is actually one of my favourites. And so it's, it's coincidence that I'm speaking on it this morning, but I do love it. I just think it's absolutely beautiful. Um, apparently, the lyrics to this carol uh, were written between the 8th and 12th century, which is quite a long time ago, isn't it? Quite incredible that it was written all that time ago. What they would do during that period of time is they would chant in the... Uh, in the um, church history, in certain churches, they would chant these phrases that all start with the letter O, and, uh, and then someone would read a psalm, and then they'd chant again. And these became known as the O antiphons. So the, the, the words all began with O. And actually, in the Abbey, if you go to the Abbey, um, often at this time of year, and during uh, particular services, they'll, be si- they'll sing the antiphons. When Eve was in the choir, uh, we used to hear them singing the antiphons. Absolutely beautiful. Um, And during that period, between the 8th and 12th century, this song was birthed. And today we're just going to focus our thoughts on one word, one word. And uh, I think it's one of my favourite as we think about Christmas. And that word is Emmanuel. And most of you in here will probably know that Emmanuel means God with us. God with us. I wonder how many of of you um, have ever prayed, God be with me, God be with us. 
Uh, we tend to pray it, don't we? Um, I don't know, in diff- when we've got to have a difficult conversation or when we're about to go on a, a long journey. God, be with us as we travel. God, be with me during this job interview. God, be with us and keep us safe. And these kind of prayers are often born out of um, maybe a bit of anxiety, a bit of fear. God, be with me during this difficult time. Um, And we're asking God for strength, aren't we? For courage and patience and perhaps for something to change. Um, And I wonder, as, as we really think about what does it mean, God be with us, God with us. I wonder what that really means for God to be with us. I want to read to you from just from Matthew chapter 1. This is Matthew's version of the birth of Christ. And he talks about the Virgin Mary in uh, verse 21. It says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save the people, his people, from their sins. This was the announcement that they'd been waiting for. They've been longing to hear for centuries, and Matthew's the one that makes this announcement. This is the good news of the gospel, that she will give birth to a son, that he will be called Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And this all took place to fulfill what the Lord said through the prophet. And what Matthew's about to do here is quite incredible. He's about to quote the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. It was in Isaiah 7.14 that the prophet prophesied some 740 years earlier that the, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. 740 years before Jesus was actually born. To those listening in the Old Testament, this was earth-shattering news. They couldn't even look on the face. Moses couldn't look on the face of God, could he? Because of God's presence. Moses had to pass by. He couldn't have handled the beauty and awesomeness of God. So to hear that God would be born and that God would be born for his people, that he would be with us, was ridiculous. It must have been outside of their understanding. When God dwelt in the temple, no one was allowed in except the high priest once a year. And what they'd do is they'd tie a rope to his leg so that they could pull him out if he died because the presence of God was so powerful and they didn't want to risk going in. God was that big. And yet here Matthew is saying, he is with us, as Isaiah prophesied 740 years earlier. God is with us. I love this quote. It should be coming up any second now. If we could condense all the truths of Christmas into only three words, these would be the words, God with us. It's what it's all about. It's what it's all about. It's not just a story of a baby being born. It's incredible when you really begin to grasp it. So I've got three thoughts for you this morning. The first is this. God is with you. In Luke 1.28, the angel appears to a little virgin teenage girl and says, Greetings. 
It's a very polite angel. Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Now, boy, did she need to hear that. The very first truth that the angel proclaims to this girl is what she needed to know because she was about to embark on something really difficult. But right at the beginning, God says, I am with you. He is with you. We may not always feel him with us. We may not get goosebumps. We may not get that tingly feeling. We may not hear from God. We may not feel close to him. But what Christmas tells us, what Christmas demonstrates to us so powerfully is that God is with us. I, um, earlier in the year, in July or end of June, had the privilege of going to uh, the ladies' final at Wimbledon. My friend got, uh, managed to get tickets in the ballot. Incredible. We were sat only a few rows from the front and um, just in front of the coaches and families. There, that's proof I was there. See how close I was when I took that picture. It's Williams versus Halep. Uh, it was incredible. But as I was watching Halep and Williams serve and volley at our end of the court, I could see that they would be constantly checking with their coaches and their families. They'd be looking up, they'd be nodding, they'd be mouthing words, they'd be gesturing disappointment, they'd be punching the air. They were constantly communicating with their coaches and their families. And I realised as I watched them that all that communication, all that coaching, all that training, all that preparation and that relationship that that player had in that moment with their coach was for this moment. That whilst they were physically alone on the court, um, actually... uh, What was happening was that all the love, all the conversation, all the relationship, all the training, all the investment, all the encouragements were for this, shoring them up in that moment as they went to serve for the final of the ladies' uh, final at Wimbledon. They weren't alone, but they were the only one that could play that particular game. Their relationship with their coach and their family in that moment, were absolutely fundamental to them getting to this point and being able to play this game. God is with you. Yes, you're the only one that can live your life. You're the only one that can experience your experiences. You're the only one that can face your storm. You're the only one that can play your game. But because of Christmas, you're no longer on your own. You're no longer having to do this on your own. You are, or you can be, in relationship with him. And he is there to shore you up. That is good news, isn't it? That is good news. That is the good news of Christmas. Emmanuel, God with us, so that we can be playing our best game. And do you know what? If we fail, he's with us then too. If you're alone, God is with you as companion. If you're lost, he's with you as guide. If you're weak, he's with you as strength. If you're sick, he is with you as healing. If you're hurt, he's with you as hope. And if you're struggling in sin, he's with you as saviour. 
That is good news. And here's the thing, when you understand, when you really understand that the God of the universe, the God that we sing about every Sunday, the God who came and in human form, the all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present God, when you really begin to grasp that he is with you, that changes everything. Secondly, our God was with us. Sometimes it's easier to look back, isn't it? It's easier to look back and see God in that rearview mirror. Hindsight, as they say, is a wonderful thing. In the Bible, we see uh, stories, say, for example, the story of Joseph, not, uh, not jo- Mary's Joseph, but Technicolor Dreamcoat Joseph. We see his life reflected there, that actually it was... As he looked back, God was with him. It would have been easy to say, where was God? Where is God uh, through his life? I don't have time to go into his story, but go and read it. Genesis 39, 21 says this. The Lord was with Joseph. That's where he was. You look back, he was there. He was with Joseph. And as you, uh, you have to see the story over the course of his life to realise that God was actually working behind the scenes I have so many stories like that as I look back over my life. When my parents lost our family home due to the financial crash in the early 90s, and they had to move out with just their caravan, not knowing where they were going to go, what they were going to do. And then a few months later, uh, they wound up living near us in Watford, that's where we were at the time, and breathing new life into a small church that came with a tied cottage so that they had somewhere to live. We can see how God was at work behind the scenes. When Paul and I were working for a school in Millbrook in a community that so desperately needed Jesus, and we heard about Oasis, yes, Steve Chalk, Oasis, starting academies that would be so much more than just schools. They were going to be church too. We knew that God was calling us to be part of that, but we thought there is no way this is going to happen in Southampton. We were prepared, actually, having just moved here, we were prepared to move to Enfield to be part of the first one because we were so, so excited about the potential for transformation that these schools were going to bring to these deprived communities. When after a couple of years of background working we, by Christians in Southampton that we had no idea about, but Sim probably did because he was part of that church, we heard that this group were proposing to the local authority that Oasis should come and run two academies in the city, and one of them would be the school that we'd been working in. Then when at a council meeting, uh, Oasis, when they had to, all the uh, academy trusts had to pitch to the council to say this is why we should come and run your, um, these schools. When at a council meeting, Oasis was voted in by one wrongly cast vote, we knew God was with us. We knew that God was with us when we'd heard Steve talking about this just a few years prior. It was incredible. So we had the privilege of being part of this amazing work in Southampton, Southampton right from the start. 
And then smaller things. When I was um, at Bible college and I needed that final £300 to cover my fees, I hadn't told anybody, and £300 was posted through my letterbox exactly anonymously. I know God was with me. And when I look back over the days and weeks and months of my mum's cancer and having to face being with someone as they die, uh, something I never believed that I could do, I know God was with me. He was holding me up. He was comforting me. He was giving me peace. He was giving me that peace that passes all understanding. I could go on. I could go on. And actually, what I found through preparing for this today was that looking back over my life and seeing where God was with me has been the most encouraging and faith-building thing that I've done in a while. And I'd really like to encourage you to do the same. Whether you know God or not, look back over your life and just look at when God was with you. It's incredible. And finally then, in the light of the fact that God is with us in the present and he was with us in the past, God then, we can be sure, will be with us in the future. God will be with you. No matter what you go through, God will be with you. Think about this little girl, Mary, this little teenage girl. Imagine if she could have seen the future. Imagine if she could have seen what was going to happen to her precious son. So when the angel said to her, the Lord will be with you, imagine if she'd been able to see into the future then. It it would have freaked her out. She couldn't have dealt with that. But God's promise is that he will be with us. We know that whatever we face, we have Emmanuel, God, with us. We have a God who chooses to be involved and isn't distant. And that's what the Christmas story is all about. Paul said it uh, in this way in Romans 8 when he asked the question, he said, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble? Shall hardship? How about persecution? Famine? Nakedness? Weird. How about danger? Sword? No, no. In all those things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Understand this, nothing, no, nothing at all can separate you from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. That's his promise. You will never be alone. Nothing can separate you. Not your fears, not your failures, not your doubts, not your insecurities, not your theological questions, not the things that you can't explain, not the things that you're broken in, not your mistakes, not your sickness, not a previous divorce, not, someone, not what someone else did to you, not your broken dreams. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, because he is He was and he will be with you. So this is the good news, isn't it, that we celebrate at Christmas time. It's quite remarkable. So perhaps a more difficult question 
for all of us is, are we with him? He has promised to be with us. Are you with him? So this morning, if you're not, if you've, if you've never said yes to Jesus, if you've never committed your life, then maybe you'd like to put that right today. If you've drifted or you're disappointed in God, maybe you need to remind yourself of the truth that he is with you no matter what you're facing. And if you've got complacent and comfortable, take a trip down memory lane and remind yourself of all the times that God was with you. It's life-transforming. And then as we go from this place, and as we celebrate Christmas, and as we are with those people in our workplaces, and in the groups that we go to in the week, they will see that God is with us, and they will want some of that too. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.